Mike Hurl is one of the expert authors of the newest Caregiver Book Club offering. Mike has teamed with Christian Potra, one of his co-authors over the past five years in building the marketing and financial cornerstones of the adult family home business. Mike brings his expertise in both ministry and real estate development worlds to the Serena. And I am pleased to talk with Mike about his new book, Senior Care by Design, The Better Alternative to Institutional Assisted Living and Memory Care. Mike, this book couldn't be more timely. Every conversation I have with friends recently include this topic. So let's dig right in. Okay. How, how are smaller senior care homes becoming so popular in the wave of COVID-19? Well, you know, when we decided to actually write a book about adult family homes, it was right when COVID was, was first you know, hitting the news. And uh, of course, we all know what uh, the result was. It, it, it kind of exposed the vulnerability of larger assisted living facilities. Uh, we were right at the epicenter here in the Seattle area of the first major outbreak, um, and that was in an assisted living facility in Kirkland, Washington. And uh, what we've learned since then is that these larger facilities, uh, infection can travel through them more quickly, and they're more vulnerable on a couple fronts, uh, just the sheer numbers of, of patients or residents, but then the sheer numbers of caregivers that typically rotate in. So you've got a lot of uh, I'll say outside carriers, um, even though the families are, are not even allowed in the building, you've got a lot of ways in for COVID. And so um, that was one of the things that our, one of our co-authors, Dr. Morris picked up on. He's an epidemiologist for the University of Washington uh, Medical Center. And he was seeing how disease is transmitted. And he started to realize that because the adult family home is such a more controlled, smaller environment, that uh, the infection rate was substantially less. And that was one of the, uh, the drivers for us to, to write this book because we wanted to shine a light on the adult family home as, a, as an alternative solution, because that's really what's in people's hearts and minds now is number one, where is this place gonna be, uh, is this place gonna be safe for my mom or dad? That's their number one consideration. And there's a real hesitancy right now to go back into the larger assisted living facilities. Mike, how do we convert our homes or our properties into senior care homes? If you are looking, um, now it goes state by state. In the state of Washington, um, the maximum number of residents that you can have in a home is six, six bedrooms, six residents. So, Right there, you're looking at uh, certain capacities that you would have to have, bedrooms and bathrooms. Um, and it's not that hard to convert a typical 2,800 to 3,200 square foot home into something that works as an adult family home. What's interesting is that in the state of Washington, we have uh, close to 3,500 adult family homes, but you would, you would never guess that because you don't see them, they're tucked into every little neighborhood because the zoning allows, at least in our state, for anyone that's in single family zoning to have an adult family home. And so they're really tucked in everywhere in neighborhoods from, from high end to low end. And it's a really great 
residential setting, um, and like we said before, you're getting a lot more personal attention and you're getting a lot more interaction with um, a greater ratio of caregivers, you know, caregivers to patients. That ratio is always about eyes on the patient. And so when you've got more eyes on the patient consistently, uh, they just have a better experience. And of course, it's, it feels more like a home instead of uh, a hospital. To go through the process of conversion, what we typically do when a family comes to us and says, hey, we're thinking about this. Um, our mom is going to need assisted living. Why don't we convert her home into an adult family home of which she can you know, partake of the services and whatnot? So we go through quite a, a checklist of what it takes to, to make that conversion happen. We've been doing this for 20 years, and so we're very systematic in what are the the rules and the regulations that the state have, because we're in a state where it's really tight as far as compliance, you know, doorways have to be a certain width and hallways. And there's a lot of things that uh, you have to pay attention to in converting a home into something that would be then licensed by the state as an adult family home. So we know what those sticky points are. We can go in and, and help a family walk through that design process and, and, pretty quickly say, yeah, your home's going to work, or no, it's, it's not going to work, this existing home. We currently operate 20 adult family homes in the Seattle area, is we're moving now into a, I'll just call it a franchise model, where the systems are in place that we've, we've learned the hard way through experience. What does it take to, to meet all the compliance issues, all the legal issues? Uh, how do you get the best caregivers? You know, how do you how do you finance this? And so if you think in terms of a franchise, it's just, it's a lot of systems. And if you follow the system, it works. So we're on the cusp of going nationwide with a franchise model from uh, what we've built here in, in the state of Washington. That's really smart and really helpful, I think, to family caregivers all over the country. What are the basics to be successful in starting an adult family home? You know, it's um, one of those intangibles, of course, but let's assume that the compassion element is there, which it usually is. Usually people that, that step into this arena have, have the heart for taking care of seniors. Uh, so that's, a, we'll just say that's a given. Where we've seen kind of the Achilles heel is you, you have to treat this as a business. You can have the greatest heart and, and want to serve people, but... Um, Bottom line, it's a business. And so all of the other aspects that you have to be good at in a business, like marketing, sales, finance, operations, hiring and firing, uh, the administrative, especially the compliance, uh, record keeping, all of those things people don't realize, um, gosh, that's a lot of hats to wear. And so what we've seen, Gary, is people that have the right heart will step into it. But then about a year or two later, they go, wow, this is not as easy as I thought. And they don't realize the time demand um, that's involved. When you've got six people's lives in your hands, uh, it's tough to get away and have downtime and take vacations and, and take care of yourself. And so that's the probably the biggest thing that we see for someone who is stepping in as kind of an amateur is the quick burnout factor because they, they don't 
they don't know how to run it like a business. And so that's where we come in with this franchise model and say, let us, let us use our expertise as operators so that you can have a life um, in, in, in running your adult family. With the adult family home, you're getting um, better care at a, a, a less, lesser price point. Um, that's one of the advantages. The book really also focuses in on the investment opportunity for someone who's thinking about, um, gee, there's, there are a lot of seniors that are, that are needing care. Hmm, assisted living's not really uh, turning out to be a great solution. This adult family home thing, um, I wonder how I could get involved in owning or operating one of those. And so the book focuses probably half of the content on, on helping people that are looking at it as an investment. And um, the numbers are, are quite um, encouraging, I, or more than encouraging in terms of return on investment. Are you seeing people possibly uh, opening more than uh, one of these homes? Like Absolutely. How do, yeah. how, how do you see that working? Well, we've seen it work with our own, um, I'll say staff. Um, pretty interesting story. Um, James Kamau was an immigrant from Kenya, came on board with us probably seven years ago, just as a caregiver, you know, just taking care of people, kind of like an orderly. But James is a very bright, uh, motivated guy. Uh, he kind of graduated into uh, becoming a resident manager for us. We helped him buy his first home. You know, the, the real estate piece is the big, <laughs> that's the big expense is getting the real estate. We helped him with that. That home became successful. James then used, you know, the profits from that home to start his a second home. And so here's a caregiver that, you know, an immigrant caregiver that started right, you know, on the bottom of the ladder that is now, uh, he owns, to adult family homes. And that's really the model that we, we, I think, provide for someone who's looking at this as an investment is that because of the systems, you can, you can see a pathway to having two, three, four of these in a particular area. Typically, people are interested in owning the real estate they're like, I'd like to own the real estate, but there's no way that I want to operate an adult family home. We go, oh, great. We don't want to own real estate. We're operators of adult family homes. And so we come in as a kind of in a partnership arrangement and bring our systems for, for hiring caregivers, marketing. The biggest uh, downfall for adult family homes is keeping the beds filled. And that's a marketing sales issue. And so when you have a brand that's recognized as, hey, this is a great home, it's clean, the landscaping is perfect, it's maintained, it smells <laughs> nice, um, people are well taken care of, gee, they can go out into a nice yard, there's, there's amenities here. Uh, when, when you start thinking of it as a brand, it's, it's much easier to build off of that brand. Um, and so the marketing piece and the sales piece is probably one of the foundational differentiators. And it's very tough for someone who's uh, an individual to, again, wear all those hats, to, 
take care of people and satisfy the state and then then be out there marketing and selling. It's just, it's a very rare individual that can do all of that. So those are the things that we come in and take care of. The, the legal side of it, the compliance side is where we can come alongside, kind of fight the fight alongside without getting into a big legal battle. We, we know how to talk with the, the, the officials in, at the state level. You've been there, you've done that. Oh yeah, we've learned the hard way. Yeah. 